Hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Gary Talks 2. And if you've been here before, welcome back. I am the aforementioned Gary, and I'll be doing the talking. So let's get right to it. And I hope uh, when we do, that you'll bear with me today as I expand on the theme of the Thieves of Freedom and digress just a tad from talking directly about the tale of the Woodman family in my family saga journey, the story of an American family. It's not too far off, though, since uh, this theft of people's freedoms is one of the background themes in the, in the continuing story. I mentioned before that the thieves of today are hiding in plain sight, many of them with fancy titles like former president, U.S. senator, U.S. congressperson, governor, state legislator, school board president, sheriff. I mean, the list goes on and on and sickeningly on. It is disgusting to an American, but not apparently to a Maganazi, all of whom hail this theft, even though it will certainly affect them someday. The thing about the Maganazis is they don't have a grasp on present-day reality let alone what the future holds for them. It's bad enough that the Maganazi men think women are too stupid to make important decisions about themselves. They simply can't be trusted. But for some Maganazi women, they do as well, which I find truly perplexing. I'll never get that, women hating other women like that. Rights and freedoms that have been accepted as settled law for decades and even longer, are thrown out like garbage, while the garbage on the right celebrates. And for what? So they can say, woohoo, we sure showed you. Big whoop. Try showing us some humanity instead. Oh, I forgot myself for a moment. Uh, those people are obviously, and proudly, I might add, fresh out of that normal human commodity. Another example of hatred for their own uh, people, their followers, is uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's removing the requirement. It's in the law. There is a requirement for water breaks on Texas construction sites. It's not a union thing. It's the law. In the middle of record-breaking heat, for Christ's sake. The perfect timing here, Abbott. Yavol. Nicely done. And uh, we all know that the Supreme Court of these here United States has decided suddenly that it's not fair to give a black person or Hispanic or Asian applicant a single point of preference, not even half a point, not even a nod in their college admissions in an attempt to help erase the scars of our past sins against them as a country, to give them a fair chance at life, not even one. The MAGA Nazis already taken that to include all private businesses as well. So they have lots of hate for everyone who has pigmented skin. Lots of hate. And they're willing to share it with you. SCOTUS also gave us that uh, abomination, that anti-American uh, Citizens United ruling that assures white power brokers have the only voice that matters, the voice of the dollar. Not your voice, not my voice, but the voice of the almighty dollar. There are a lot of examples in more local venues as well. 
Radical Christian Nazis try to shove every aspect of their cult-like devotion down your throat, eh, like it or not. You will worship who we say and how we say or else. You know, folks, I spent a year and a half in Saudi Arabia back in the late 70s flying two contracts. Uh, one was for the royal family, and the other one was, was for the wealthiest family in Saudi Arabia. No, it's not the royals. They they rank down around three or four. I know something about Sharia law. I've lived under it. And you know what? No one ever bothered me for not being a Muslim and going to pray. These American Taliban radicals got nothing on those guys, nothing. The Christo-Nazis want their version of Sharia law while screaming about the concept of Sharia law. What's that thing, uh, that thing about transference? Anyway, seems like they're trying to distract us from their eventual goal, their stated goal, which is a white Christian nation with one religion and no one who isn't very, very white. Also, yesterday, uh, this is disturbing, we learned that a court in that bastion of freedom and tolerance called Oklahoma refused to even hear a lawsuit from three survivors of that shameful Tulsa race massacre. Their reason, or more aptly, their bullshit excuse for the white folks, was that uh, these three individuals couldn't prove any, quote, individual damages, end quote. Imagine that. An army of racist pigs descends on your peaceful town and starts shooting and killing men, women, and children without mercy. Excuse me for this next part. There were fathers and sons who went out for a fun day of shooting niggers. They were shooting at them from airplanes, for Christ's sake, and then they burned the town down. But, well, there was no damage to these three, at least uh, none that they can prove. As I've said many times, the issues of our past, the hatred, the killing, the ignorance, the denial of any and all opportunities, all of these themes are in my books, and all of them are in the papers every single day now. My books are about early days in America, and it's the same crap that you read in the paper now every day. The struggle goes on, people. The way I see it, you can be a part of it, or you can act like a racist piece of crap, but you cannot, in good conscience, just look away. If you do, you are just as much of the problem as the haters are. An inconvenient truth, I guess, but truth nonetheless. Okay, that's a... Uh, it's enough of that for now. It's, it's hard not to get worked up. I promise I'll get back to the antebellum next time, back into the past. I just had to get some of that stuff off my chest, sorry. And now it's time for my favorite part. The political rant. I hope you'll all bear with me as I continue to rant about the weirdest person in politics. Hey, you know him as that crusading book burner, that champion of white rights, the man who hates children with a sick passion, 
the loser with the insane giggle instead of a real laugh. Ron DeSantis. Young Ronald has uh, stepped on his dick, as we say in the flying business. He's uh, done that quite a lot lately. He's now bragging about how he will make some other state's driver's license void in DeSantistan. Some people call it Florida, but they're wrong. All this in an attempt to bring people together. There's a nice quote. What a guy. He, of course, can do no such thing, or right away, no Florida licenses would be valid anywhere in the United States due to him violating what is known as the Compact, capital C, Compact. I think it's called the Interstate Compact. It's the full name. It's an agreement that every state will honor every other state's driver's licenses and vehicle registrations. It also means that if you're unfortunate enough to get a ticket in DeSantistan, it will show up on your driver's license record in Massachusetts or California or wherever. And now, talk about stepping on your dick, now he is showing women even more contempt than usual by limiting alimony payments. That's right, ladies. Not only does he think you are way too stupid to make important decisions about your own health, now he's saying you better you best stay in that abusive marriage and be a good girl or else you might wind up poor and homeless. And hey, Florida is no place to be poor and homeless. This failure of a human being is also trying to destroy a very young member of my own family. So Ronaldo like it says in the lead into this, I am taking it personally now. Even though I would never, ever, ever, ever live in Florida for any reason, I do go there to see uh, my family. See, there's a young person in my life, someone I love very much and care for deeply. They are now under an organized threat from your favorite MAGA Nazi. To protect their identity, I will not say more about who they are. I know everybody that listens to this is way above average intelligence and kind and compassionate people, but might be a MAGA Nazi sneaking in. Anyway, get back to it here. Turning the wrath of the many, many America-hating MAGA Nazis in Florida, as well as the full weight of the state government against this person, is the ultimate sat, uh, act, excuse me, of a sick, sick degenerate. Now folks, it occurred to me a long time ago that these diseased weirdos, hatred and fear of the LGBTQ community, is really very simple and easy to explain, truly. They are afraid that they are also members of this community and they don't have the courage to uh, explore that side of themselves. They're terrified, as a matter of fact. Take Ronnie. Just watch and listen to our boy, Ron, the next time he speaks. Watch how he puts his hands on his hips when talking. Look at the weird way he speaks certain words. And take a really hard look at his choice of footwear. Face it, the man is stuck in the closet and the door is locked. It's so damn obvious. White boots, Ron boy? Really? 
And last night word came that the uh, the really, really abject cowards at Vanderbilt University in uh, Nashville there handed over the confidential medical records of everyone they have been treating seeking any kind of trans medical care. So just imagine, imagine that you went to the hospital of a very prestigious university and talked frankly and honestly with the doctors there about the most personal things that are nobody's damn business and having them cave into the perverts at the Tennessee district attorney's office. They didn't even make them go to court to get those records. They just caved like black-hearted, craven cowards and handed the files over. There are now families that have no choice to pull up stakes and flee persecution and prosecution at the hands of a bunch of sick perverts. It really is disgusting. Any family seeking help or guidance now will have to think twice before confiding in any doctor anywhere. I just think uh, they have brought eternal shame on that institution. I, I don't know. I don't know what else you can say about it. If I was a, if I was a student, I'd have left. If I was a doctor, I'd have left. There's plenty of jobs around. They're just uh, worthless cowards and liars. Of course, the uh, you know the. Uh, the ruling was actually passed back in June to take place on in July, but kind of didn't get a lot of attention at the time for some reason. I think people thought, well, Vanderbilt will be, they'll do the right thing, you know. <laughs> no. The entire country should castigate and alienate anyone who stays and makes this kind of perverted behavior mainstream. Of course, that uh, pervert uh, DA, a certain Jonathan Scrimetti, says that it's for, quote, billing irregularity investigation, quote, and assures his victims that their records will remain confidential, as he puts it, quote, as required by law. Yeah, right. They didn't ask for any other patient records. They didn't check the pharmacy's billings, their, uh, their procurement policies, uh, is there a funny billing going on in the uh, kitchen? No, no, nope. Just powerless kids and their parents who do not have a voice in that mega Nazi paradise known as the volunteer state. A very close family member lives in Memphis for work, but is looking forward to getting the hell out of that book banning, rights restricting shithole of a state. And who could blame her? Okay, so uh, that's the end of today's rant, but I'll end it on this note. I still think that the very best ever drag performer name would be Rhonda Santis. Could have flaming red hair like Rhonda Fleming did back in those days. I'll be willing to bet Ronnie probably has a poster of her in his bedroom. Somebody will do that. I'll gladly drive down to Florida and interview you for this podcast and shake your hand on stage.
I want to take a moment in closing this cast with a shameless plug for my books. The Historical Family Saga Journey, the story of an American family, I'm proud to say, is attracting readers from across the spectrum. Old and young, black and white, and men and women are all finding this universal tale of the love of family surviving and thriving in extremely difficult circumstances, truly absorbing. With most of their comments mentioning that strong family bond that is the heart of this saga. I have two more volumes to go to finish this four-volume series. And if you haven't already, please uh, drop by www.gvbrights.com for reviews and much, much more. You'll also see how the royalties from all of these books go to help children, especially young girls, stay in school in Malawi. Since they are all free to you on KU, I love that, free to you on KU, you can get a great read that will make you laugh at times and cry at others and help a child in need at no cost whatsoever to you. It's a win-win situation, and I hope you'll take me up on it. Also, if you're looking for a really moving and engaging book for the beach or poolside, take a look at Driving in Budapest. It has five stories of people living their lives just like you do. They're looking for happiness and understanding and love. Often they find it, sometimes they don't. So if you want to taste the flavor of what is easily Europe's most exotic and beautiful capital city, order your copy today. Those royalties also help the children of Malawi. And surprise, surprise, drum roll please. I will be releasing my new book titled Descent this month, and I will be thrilled to tell you all about it next time on Gary Talks 2. So that's it for the podcast this episode. I hope it made you think a tad, just a tad. And if you want to be part of it sometime, reach out to me at thepodcast at GVB Rights or Gary at GVB Rights. Already mentioned the website, uh, www.gvbwrites. Uh, Facebook is Gary Loves to Write. Instagram is, uh, and Twitter are both at Reader Reclusive. I really love to hear from you folks out there in podcast land. Thank you so much for your time and your ears. Hug somebody you love today. Adios, amigos. <laughs>